we are recording already. Okay. I mean, I'm not in my best shape right now. I you can are shave. I'm all hairy. And, and you got beaten in arm wrestling. Um, yeah, really? <laughs> are you giving everything you got? I don't feel it. What's going on? You're so mean. Wow. <laughs> That is really, that's probably uh, all the pain that's going with that. Yeah, now. and also I'm sweating right now. Yeah, you know? well, well for, yeah, you really gave your you I gave all, all I can. I, so I did it all I can. I was expecting for, you know, to beat you easier, actually. Oh, you look at that. Um, yeah, but so you surprised me. Yeah, surprises. There's so, a lot of surprises. So, Tell me how. Uh, tell me about your life in um, Puerto Rico. So um, right now I'm 22 years old. Uh, I finished my bachelor degrees in medical uh, human biology. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to do medical um, university to take my medical degree and do all of that. And also, you want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. You are a masochist. That's what you're saying. Uh, you I'm... like to torture yourself. <laughs> and you know what? Mm -hmm. I want to be a neurosurgeon like you. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. I, want, I like torture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, actually, I was talking to a few of the um, orthopedic surgeons who want to come and join us. <clears throat> Their residency is as well difficult. Yeah. But even in 2022, um, he was saying that the neurosurgery residency truly takes every ounce of energy you got. Yeah, to, it's one of the most one. harders to get yeah. in. Yeah. It is hard to get in. And um, but it's a very rewarding. Being a neurosurgeon is a very rewarding profession. Yeah, I would say more than profession. It's a, it's a really rewarding life. No, for sure. Yeah. And also one thing mm -hmm. that I found amazing about neuroscience mm -hmm. is like the ocean. It's not even fully discovered. Of. Um, yeah. We have too much to go, uh, but neurosurgery is so um, unique even mm -hmm. um, delicated so yeah. we haven't been able to do tr uh, truly too much experiments on the mm -hmm. nodal system because of that and it's like the ocean we haven't even discovered 80 yeah. percent of the ocean that reminds me of one of the last thing isaac newton said he said all my life i am on the shore looking for one more smoother pebble and the vast ocean in front of me is undiscovered Look at that. So, and that is actually that what describes like we are talking. Yeah. I recognize you. What is awareness? What is sleep? Yeah. What is things that we do every day? Like I'm seeing you, but how is it really processed in my brain? Yeah, especially all these mysteries. Especially all the things we do in the, in a normal basis mm -hmm. on a daily, like you said, like how we, how we interact with each other, how we meet people. Yeah. We don't think about that. You, we only do it. We only do it, and that's it. We but, don't think about that. But I think you know the reviewer or viewer, they want to know who is Hector Cancel, <laughs> that who wanna show them all of that. Who are you? So you already know what I'm studying. Um, I'm gonna tell you now what I'm doing here and what we are doing here. Uh, I'm Hector Cancel. You are Dr. Abasi. Uh, he's a neurosurgeon here in Minnesota, and we are working towards doing a podcast. Um, doing about education education about medicine and now that you know what is the purpose of this a little bit about me after i told you what is my degree um i like sports i like uh doing exercise i think it's a way to uh it's a it's a reward to our body like thanks to my body for carrying all my days all the energy and like the reward i give it is like doing exercise 
uh, I do arts, I do a little bit of everything. I'm a bartender, uh, <laughs> you name it, I can do it. Uh, so handyman, but let's talk less about me because I'm not that interesting yet. You know, let's jump with, well, with you, Dr. Obasi. Well, no, actually it is interesting because I see all these um, little pieces that they come together to make you you, and that is the, your past. Yeah. This is now, and your past and now are going to shape your future. So you're a younger version of me, the time machine. <laughs> now, the, the, the 20, you said you're 22? That's correct. You go, to the, you go um, 32 years in the future, then you get me. I hope so. I'm 54. That's, that's what we're working for. Yeah, I'm 54 year old, and um, I as well come from a country different than this one, and uh, I'm, I had a very humble background, and my parents actually couldn't read and write. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't read and write. We had only one book at home, and that was uh, uh, Koran. Yeah, that's it. And and. Um, <clears throat> I remember when I was at uh, you know, my teens, I had to walk um, about four hours, one way, four hours one way to a public library where I could borrow books for two weeks. Then, you know, so it was a whole day thing for me walking there, walking back. Yeah, it was an eight hours, like a shift of work yeah. today. Yeah, it was just to get, and I could borrow only two books. I had to bring it back two weeks later. Wow, that for would, more eight hours of walking. Yeah, but walking is good, you know. Yeah, good you see, that is a good exercise, you know. Um, so that is my background, and then, but I was good in the school. I think early on I recognized, you know, before the revolution, it was the, I'm a child of a revolution. When the Iranian revolution came, I was 11 years old. And uh, after that, the TV was really nothing there. So yeah. I discovered my own internal broadcasting that I can read this book and transfer my conscious inside of the book. So I got truly addicted reading books. Nice. How many books did you read or have you read? I read all the classics. I read, you know, um, I, when I was a teenager. Even I, a Shakespeare? Well, Shakespeare, it's a mostly a poetry. It wasn't the direct translation, but I did read Shakespeare. But... That's not a book that you can really translate yeah. and also easily. English and, and old English. But you know Victor Hugo and you know like Dostoevsky or oh, uh, uh, that these are all classic Russian, French uh, literature and so on. I remember a book that very impressed me was uh, is by uh, Rani Maria Remarque. It was called uh, "There is nothing, there is nothing new in the West." It's about the World War One, the life of a soldier. That really impressed me. So I got a, I, I was a book addict. And that, I think that did help me to be really widen my horizon. Yeah. Then uh, my life wasn't good enough anymore. It could never be good enough. Once you're transferred in the world of books and you can literally implant your conscious yeah. in a different environment. So I got into university. I, they threw me out. I went to Germany. I did my MD PhD. I went then practically in. Uh, then I came to US. I went to Stanford, Dartmouth, uh, Texas. Um, and so from the moment, from the day that, yeah, from the day I finished my high school until I was a neurosurgeon, it was 23 years. I finished my high school when I was 17 and I finished my neurosurgery residency when I was uh, 40. So 
23 years constant learning, training, education, and that's what it took me to become a neurosurgeon. Wow, and you love it? Well, you know, uh, not only I, I love it, I think I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Now, I think the blessing of anybody, and hopefully that comes to you, that truly the recognition is that it is not just a job for you. Mm -hmm. And once it's beyond the job, once it's a calling for you, then you can go through all that thing. You know, some uh, people say, how can you do this? I just don't know nothing else. It's just all what's it, what it, it is for me. So it, it is rewarding though. You, um, The moment that you open up a skull, you see the, your first brain, that is actually a person. Yeah. See, your hands, your face is not who you are. Your brain is who you are. Your consciousness is inside of that skull in a one and a half pound of jelly-like material yeah. that's sending electric signals it even let let us do this like yeah not even thinking everything. about wait everything yeah so and i think this uh, um this when we understand how little we know that you go sleep you are transferred into a dream what is it yeah there's a lot of things we know but for everything we know there are probably a billion things we don't know and it, it even widens there are 10 billion more things we don't even know we don't know so knowledge this hunger for knowledge is not only satisfying minds that you want to be a neurosurgeon or a professional at any level but this uh, knowledge this uh, hunger for knowledge yeah. actually has impact on your personal life i mean literally has impact on personal life i can tell you this personal story you know, I practice in northern Minnesota, and uh, you haven't been in January. No, but I haven't. Sometimes the temperature is 35 below. No, that's that's way too cold. Yeah, it is. But we live here, and um, we were driving there, and um, that is probably nine years or eight years ago. And then all of a sudden, it was a Audi, and it would not stop when you would take your foot off the pedal it wouldn't stop gas yeah you no know, giving gas or speeding up like you know it was like stuck yeah it was it, it wasn't really stuck because it all almost electronically managed you know and um and these machines the cars are very high-tech computers that's what yeah. they are and that computer got stuck in one routine Wow, so maybe the, the code just broke the yeah. electronic or maybe con make some condensation. But the knowledge that machine, that car is a computer, that knowledge saved us because we should have shut the thing down. Every time you would turn it on, it would go all the way, pushed on the gas pedal. Wow. But the knowledge that car is a computer is a simple knowledge that saved us. Do you know how? How? What do you do with when your computer is not right? You reboot it. Yeah, turn off and on again. But that car, how do you turn the computer of a car on and off? Taking out the battery? Yes! Yeah. That is, no, you don't take it out. You just have to disconnect you Disconnect it. the poles, right? You just disconnect the pole and it just, I just had to spend five minutes to find the battery. It was in the back of the car, actually. That, yeah, I was looking in the front and it, when you are doing that under at 4 a.m. because I wake up very early, 
and even with cold you're like the cold exactly you open it up spray. and there is no damn battery so where else could the battery be you just found the battery disconnect it wait it uh, for half a minute put it back on the computer rebooted and it was good so we could have frozen yeah in that day we could have frozen and we had surgeries to do you see that that, that hunger for knowledge and that knowledge i regained by you know just loving to read and gather new information yeah. you don't only stay stood there like oh we don't we cannot do anything you look for an option for yeah. well we could have called somebody probably 911 we had would have canceled all the surgeries because we would drive there uh, around four o'clock to be there at seven to do surgery yeah okay so that not only had impact that that knowledge that curiosity that hunger for knowledge didn't only save our lives but as well it made some people getting their surgeries done and not getting canceled yeah. and so on so and what i'm trying to tell you that the hunger for knowledge is not an esoteric abstract concept it will have impact on your personal life every day yeah that's correct but you know what never is enough like you said in the beginning yeah because the more you learn the more addict you get the more you know, you can still learn more. Every, I, I say every day, I finish my bachelor now. I'm on my way to another chapter in the mm -hmm. future. But I'm always going to be a student. Yeah. I'm never going to stop learning. Even from small details, big details, big persons, small yeah. persons. And why, you know, for me, it has been a, for a long time, it was why, why people are not hungry for knowledge. Yeah. And... The answer to that was actually took me a long time. It took me way longer than you are old to figure out after my high school, why aren't people hungry for knowledge? The answer to that is... Can I guess before you say it? Yeah, go. Why Distractions? That is one reason. But gathering knowledge, the society, the education system has made it so boring. Yeah. So unbelievably, you know, tell me about your school. Well, it's as simple as it's been for the past years. You yeah. know, you get a schedule, you go to class three hours a day for only one class. You need to fill the credits. After that, they tell you a bunch of chapters. You need to study all those chapters. And was then it fun? It wasn't that fun, but I really enjoy it yeah. because I, I, I have because hunger you have a goal. You have a goal. and I have a goal to, to I want yeah. to establish. But I know it's a hard process. Like, did you ever fall asleep in any? You know, <laughs> yeah, coffee seminars? helps. Coffee yeah. helps. But yeah, I fall asleep but um, let doing me ask nine you overs. When you do something fun, like tell me. So you talked about that. Tell me something that is really fun for you to do. Well, activity, I, anything, anything. I play baseball. Baseball. Do you ever fall asleep when you play baseball, or Never. have to have a coffee when you? Because it is fun. Yeah. Because it is fun. So I can tell you about my school. It was the endless recitation of facts, irrelevant facts that have no relationship to your life to pass a test. Mm. I cannot tell you how many times I have fallen asleep going through a regular you know, education. And whereas I truly start learning things after I was done with traditional education where this learning became fun. Yeah. Where you see that like, like the 
first and second law of uh, uh, of uh, kinetic, like uh, Isaac Newton's laws, you can use that literally to um, have or not have an accident when you're driving your car. Yeah. Okay. These have these things have they govern your everyday life, and knowing that puts you so much ahead of your peers. Okay. Like, um. Facts in chemistry, or facts in medicine, or facts in even in finance. In finance, in everything. Yeah. Everything is everything is important. If the small details on everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And and I think if there is a one goal for me is that create this um, package of knowledge with your help. This is hopefully our goal. Create this package of knowledge that is fun to know. Yeah. That is. That people say, no, I have never seen education. I have never seen knowledge being so fun. Yeah, and that that is something I don't believe it's in. Not only I don't believe it's in, not impossible. I think it's actually it is all there. You know, you just walk from here downstairs. Um, you can learn in that path. You just have to open your eyes. And you just have to be hungry, and you just have to stay away from people who just kill any joy of learning yeah, for sure. yeah, and there are so many of them out there yeah especially on today's world that we have free access mm -hmm. to the internet on every place we can go that's a miracle yeah we can go to a fast food and we can have free wi-fi for all day yeah and you can learn anything you want yeah and you know um you know somebody when i tell people that i went after high school 23 years for training and so on they say wow and my answer to them is, you know, 23 years will pass one way or another. Yeah. You can um, do things that promotes you, put you forward in your life. Or you can just, you know, watch a rerun for, for something else that it's fun in the moment, but it really doesn't move you forward. But there's like, you know, many of these comedy shows, that's what I'm talking about. They're fun to show, but... Most of them, they really don't teach you anything. Now, wouldn't that be great that you have a comedy show, something that's fun in any way, comedy or not? But it's almost, you know, packing all your classes that you went to school in a fun package. Yeah, it's like some video games are, are based in true stories. So you're learning history to a video game. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how you can shape education to be more entertainment slash education. In, in your high school, tell me, what was the most boring class you took in the high school? Well, for me, it was history. For me, too. Yeah. For me, history was the most boring class. But, but tell me, why was history so boring? So, you only need to read and read and read and read and then take test and vomit all that read. All, and then forget read. it two weeks later. And then you forgot even the dates. The scientists or the archaeologists, you forget the places. Yeah, you were only reading, reading, it's reading interesting. to deposit. You're on the other side of the planet. You're a generation after me. And for you and I, for both of us in the school, the history was the most boring, horrible class. Yeah. But you see, do you see where I'm going? Since uh, There's the a last... common factor there. Yeah, because... They want you to, to learn by heart and memorize what date like American independence was. 
that is the most the date is the most irrelevant fact but what came together yeah what happened what's what, the background yes, why right that, like did you know that benjamin franklin had multiple french prostitutes when he was as a um he was actually ambassador to france no I actually didn't know that. john adam went there and saw that these girls coming sitting on benjamin franklin's lap and Come on, Benjamin Franklin is a father of this country and he's a smart guy, but he was not good looking, okay? But this French girl coming, sitting on his lap and playing with him, all those girls are, um, probably some of them were prostitutes, some of them weren't, but they had their own husband and yeah. so on. But they are still flirting, you know, having sexual relationship with Benjamin. John Adam felt very uncomfortable because he was pre-written from New England and he, uh, so, but the connection these two men had, what made this country this country? The experience that Franklin got from his ambassadorship to, to France made that connection. And then, but then you learn about their lives. These were real people. They weren't just a name in a book or a date yeah. uh, in the cal on the calendar. Yeah, and you never know where they're finished. How much is interesting is now Benjamin Franklin to you? <laughs> who I mean, is flirting with two women at the same time in front of John Adam. How much more do you want to know about that now? Yeah, that gives you a perspective that in the end we all are humans, but yeah, yeah, not everything is what we we heard or, or we read only in but history it, books. But it goes so yeah. much deeper. Well, how comes that it was so unacceptable in uh, England? to, you know, having an affair, and so acceptable in France to have an affair. Cultural and religions? It, you, there is a, I read, the, there's a book about Will Durant, and it explains exactly, you know, why is it that uh, John Adam, uh, coming from, you know, Puritan and the British background, is so appalled and, uh, you know, totally, um, uh, you know, almost, you know, shocked by that. But in France, that was a normal behavior. But it is a 1,500-page book that explains. It's called the, the, the History of Civilization, the Age of Napoleon, which explains. Then you all of a sudden you understand why is one thing is more acceptable in one culture. Then it sort of takes your um, prejudice away about, against the cultures when you know the background, why is one culture yeah. one way or another? And that and so also on. helps you to understand people up to this day that are from that country or for that place. You can understand why and also understand you the back the them. history and understand them and be friends with them, colleagues, mm -hmm. partners, so, so on and on. What was the most boring subject when I was in the school is the now the most interesting thing. I have in the last uh, six years I have read about probably uh, 600 books I read about you know 100 book a year and uh, half of them are historical history books you know what it's crazy that my favorite movies are from history World of War um, yeah historical based on true yeah. events it's like yeah. learning about what happened in our history or happening in certain place through so, a movie so, so this it's interesting, yeah. It's super crazy. So, but you see that there, we have that this in common that for both of us, the traditional education failed us. Yeah. They made some. Not only us. Everybody, us. everybody, yeah. 
It's subject they took a subject that can be so amazing, interesting, they made it to the most boring subject that you know we both of us hate through the generation. And the sad part is from my generation to your generation, nothing changed. It's still the most boring subject. Yeah. Because it seems that one generation wasn't enough for us to come to the uh, to the knowledge, to the understanding that the way we have been doing that, it's just not not working. Not working. It's yeah. not efficient. So, do you think you and I we can change that? Make the knowledge fun. Let's find out. Let's find out. Thank you.